0: Get the guide straight to your inbox at melanin slash free. Hi everyone, welcome back to Melanin and Miles. This week we are doing another interview with two people that reached out to me through email, Javon and Jean Harley. They are a married couple who are changing the narrative of traveling while black. They're proud owners of Advantage International, which offers Purposeful Adventures for Black Travelers for more than 23 years. So welcome, Javon and Jean. Thank you so much for having us.
1: Thank you. It's good to be here.
0: So I never actually met you guys in person, so I'm excited to learn more about your travel story along with the audience. What had actually inspired the both of you to travel so much?
2: Yes, well, we started traveling as a couple when we first married. Um, and then we each had our own inspirations prior to meeting each other and getting married. But uh, as soon as we got together, we knew we wanted to travel. And we started traveling together uh, and had some pretty adventurous trips when we did, like Kenya and uh, um, some other destinations like Greece. And, and our love of traveling together uh, really made us uh, want to share that with our friends and with our relatives and people who we had come in contact with who had heard about our adventures. Um, and and then from there, we decided to, to start our own company. But leading up to that, I had been in the travel industry for more than uh, 13 years as a, a professional at an consolidator, an airline consolidator before then.
0: Oh, wow. So did you both have careers in travel beforehand or was it just you?
1: Well, Javon has been in travel for some time. So basically, you know, we're going on the period now where we've been together for nearly forty years, and Javon has been traveling for a good thirty-five, thirty-plus years. Uh, I was in radio broadcasting for a majority of it until I joined her at Advantage International in two thousand four. So we've had a varied one. But uh, I was doing travel-related programs and special events in broadcasting. So we both have been involved in travel for nearly thirty years each, collectively over sixty some years.
0: Wow, that's amazing. And since you've both been traveling for a good amount of time now, have you seen a difference in the amount of Black travelers since you started? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> when we first started traveling
2: together, uh, we were often the only Black travelers in a group when we traveled, uh, groups that we met up with in other destinations. And rarely would we even encounter another Black person uh, while we were at the destination. Uh, And when we did, it was maybe a few here and a few there. So yes, that has changed tremendously over the years where when we're at a destination, we encounter Black travelers almost anywhere we are in the world. And the number of Black travelers that we encounter has really increased. Um, and with with our groups, that's one of the things that we love the most um, is taking groups of 100 or so at a time, Black travelers to destinations. And we still get those looks, maybe because the group is so large, but we still get uh, looks from the locals, uh, when they see so many black travelers together.
0: Oh yeah. I could, I can imagine traveling by myself. I still get looks, so I can't imagine how people act when it's hundreds of us, um, in a different place. So we talked a lot about advantage international. Could you just give us a brief background on the company, why you started it and like how it's doing right now? Yes.
2: Sort of like to my earlier point, uh, Jean and I had a love of travel personally, and when we would come back from our trips, our friends, our relatives um, would often ask us about our trips. And they would often say, we would love to travel, but we are not that adventurous to go and do it on our own. And that gave us the idea that you know people want to travel. They're just a little hesitant to do it on their own. So why not in, in putting our company together, offer travel to black travelers? So when we started, we knew that our clientele would be black travelers. And so we designed our programs um, uh, for that. And, and we also knew that black travelers like to travel in a group for the same reasons you and I just talked about that you're often like in a fishbowl when you're traveling and you're the only black traveler. Everyone's looking at you, they're asking you these questions and uh, we're very private people. So when you start asking these questions, it can sometimes, when when you're asked these questions, it can sometimes feel offensive um, and, and maybe sounding like people are asking, why are you here rather than really trying to get to know you. And so when you're traveling with a group, of other people who are like you, you have this sense of camaraderie, you have um, this sense of a, of a family, of a travel family. Uh, so that's why we wanted to, to one, uh, go, and uh, that's why we wanted to develop a program that was specifically for the Black traveler, but also to do it in a group setting where people could feel comfortable and exploring the destination and enjoying the destination.
0: That's a wonderful thing. Like I know so many family members and people that would love joining trips like these because you're right. A lot of people don't want to just go on their own and go by themselves. Traveling in a group, like going in numbers makes it more fun sometimes.
1: Yeah, it really does. And it adds to the aspect of it because we're a community already and we have like-minded things. So when we're doing a program with a celebrity or with a radio station or a church or a group, these people already know each other, but surprisingly, even when you're not within day or one day or two, people are commenting. It's like I've known these people all my lives and you've got people coming from 12 different states, 20 different cities or whatever coming together in one destination. So it's always been that way. Also, based on the type of destinations we go to and the types of trips that we Do People can enjoy themselves a lot better knowing that all the aspects are put together. Everything is included in the program that we're talking about. And it's going to what we call long haul destinations where you're going 15, 16 hours away from home. You have nothing to worry about. Everything's been taken care of right from the time of when the package was designed to the orientation to all the elements included to even the escorts along the package along the way and the the tours. Everything's going to be part of the program.
0: That's wonderful. So I heard you also have, or it might be a part of the company, you have these things called travel bubbles or travel in a bubble. I saw you have some going to Croatia, some going to Fiji, like literally all over the place. Can you quickly explain what those trips are like?
1: Sure. Well, that's an extension of programs we already did. And actually, we were doing them before. Our last uh, trip was actually in a bubble uh, in Fiji. It's uh, situations where we go ahead and we've taken over an entire resort we chartered our own ships, we've chartered our own yachts, even chartered our own planes so that you can travel together in a group and have all the elements of it. Most recently, just... Uh, in August and September, we were in Croatia, and we went from Split to Dubrovnik with numerous stops in between, and visiting major places along the way on our own ship. So we had our own ship. It wasn't a yacht; it's a it's a cruiser because it it uh, basically was holds forty people, and we went from place to place. We had our own crew. Everybody was pre-vaccinated on there, and we stopped at destinations on the way from Split to Dubrovnik and even extended for a period in Dubrovnik. It gets even more a bubble or exotic when we were in Fiji, uh, our last trip before, we, uh, before the lockdown in March of 2020, when we basically had a ship. We had 60 people. And we went from place to place and island to island. And in most cases, we were the only people on the islands. We had our own crew. We had our own staff. We had our own chefs and everything. And the program was set up with beach parties and activities and luau's and entertainers brought in and everything like that. So we would do that in Fiji and we left from uh, the main part of Fiji and we went up the islands and everything all the way from the Blue Lagoon and all the famous places that have been in a lot of movies all the way back down and through and then had the opportunity to also stay or visit a resort, and we're going to go back to doing that again in uh, April of 2022. So we do these kind of programs all the time, all the way up to when we're going to uh, the Maldives. we're going to be on at a resort And like many of them in the Maldives, there's only one resort to one island. That's it. (laughs) We're the only people on the island. Those people are staying at that resort. And it may be big where it holds 100 or 200 people, but some of the resort islands only hold 40, 60, 80 people.
0: Uh, That's really cool. That sounds like a a fun trip with a lot like you're only with your people. You got the whole island to yourself. Sounds very relaxing, very fun. Do you guys have any other upcoming trips happening? I heard that you have one to Dubai and you just mentioned um, Maldives, anywhere else? Yes,
2: we have, uh, as you mentioned, the Maldives and that's really an extension of our Dubai program. And Dubai is a really hot destination right now because they have Expo 2020, which as the name suggests was supposed to happen in 2020. <laughs> uh, but they just kicked just They just launched and they just opened uh, the Dubai Expo and the, Ec- the World Expo happens every five years. So it just launched uh, October and will go in th- through March. So we're planning up to three trips to Dubai in February and March so that travelers can uh, witness and take advantage of the Dubai Expo. All three completely different trips. Uh, different clients, um, all three open to all of our travelers and will be available on our website. Uh, when with those three different experiences, anything from uh, a, a moderate budget uh, to something that's very high end and exclusive, uh, we'll give everyone an option to to book those. So we have looked at our calendar of what we were, su- were going to do in 2020. What we... And I think the world had wishful thinking for for 2021 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, to now we have launched our calendar for 2022 and 2023. And it's really packed because for, especially for 2022, what we wanted to do was to um, make sure that we are doing somewhat of a bubble uh program uh, so that we're not going to do as large of the groups as we used to do, so that people feel a little bit more comfortable as we're easing back into, uh, let's say, normalcy, and uh, do, offering more trips, uh, giving people a lot more options to choose from, and then probably by 2023, uh, fully being back to a sense of normalcy. But we have destinations like Ghana, South Africa, Greece, Spain and Morocco, France, uh, Egypt with Jordan, um, and, and many more uh, through the 2023 year.
0: Wow, so all over the world. And where can the audience find you guys? Where can they book a trip and see more about you your company?
2: Advantage-intl.com.
0: All righty. And I'll link that in the show notes so people can easily find it along with any social media accounts you guys may have. Y'all can easily click on it and
2: follow. Absolutely. Uh, Yes, we do. We do have social media presence and they're all accessible from our website as well. Advantage International.
0: All righty. We definitely talked about the year 2020 and 21 where COVID has been an issue. How has the pandemic impacted your company outside of canceling trips. It actually
2: gave us uh some time to really refocus. And I know one word that was very prevalent in 2020 was pivot. And we kind of stayed away from that word. We talked about rebounding if you want to think about a basketball analogy, you know, when when uh y- you have a rebound, the ball's now back in your hands, what do you do? So we really focused our efforts on marketing Uh, cleaning up our social media pages, uh, connecting with our clients, we launched a travel webinar series uh, that we didn't charge for, but we wanted to stay in uh, contact with our clients, we wanted to stay connected with them, so we launched this travel webinar series uh that was titled when we see you again so that we could talk about destinations we can give them information we worked with tourism boards we worked with our partners and we put together these fabulous webinars so throughout 2020 Uh, That's that's one thing that we did on a weekly basis uh, was to host these webinars and to give people information on destinations that we were planning to do. And it it really gave people that sense of let's stay connected to travel. Yes, we will travel again. Can't wait to see you again. But here are the destinations and information on those destinations to look forward to. So, yes, obviously, as you said, there was a financial impact. I think that was felt around the globe. Uh, Travel industry was probably one of the or all of hospitality hardest industries hit. Uh, But again, we used it as 2020 vision to refocus our efforts to uh, clean up our social media platforms and to make sure that we're connecting with our client base as much as we possibly could.
0: Yeah, it's it's great that you guys are able to rebound, like you said, in find the, look for the best opportunities out of any situation. I think that's super important for pretty much every travel company that's been working hard over the past couple of years. What general misconceptions about travel do you think should be put to rest for those that may be interested in traveling, but may not have a lot of experience
1: doing it? there are just so many. Uh, If you have 20 hours, we can go over all of them. (laughs) But what it comes down to, jokingly, aside, it's just most people, the misconception that there's several of them. Number one, that travel is too expensive. It's something that I cannot do. Basically, I have found that people can travel at any budget at any time. Back from the days when I was traveling at college age around Europe and staying in youth hostels for $7 a night to now where we're staying in five-star deluxe hotels and six-star deluxe hotels in places like Dubai, it's always available, and there's always programs and packages available for everyone if they're willing to look and you take the time. Now, keep in mind, in the age bracket that I'm coming from, in Javon, we go back from the days where you had to do everything by teletype or long-distance phone calls or going to the library and looking up things and going on the Sunday New York Times or Washington Post and going through the travel section and still couldn't find all of them. We used to have travel atlases that were thick as four phone books so that we could find out and didn't have to teletype hotels and and lodges around the world to find some of these places. You have everything available right in front of you. The second biggest misconception that I can think of is the fear of travel, that somehow going someplace is going to make it uncomfortable for you. It's only uncomfortable because you want things to be exactly as they are at home. And in some cases, like with the virus, Let me tell you, things are a lot better some places outside of home. I mean, I felt a lot more comfortable in Croatia and Dubai and other places that I have been in the last few months or a few weeks than I did worrying about the concepts and things at home where I had to lock down, where I had to get a test all the time and and other things related to that. You have to travel with the idea that it is not going to be just like home, but in some ways, it's going to make you a better person and you're going to enjoy yourself so much more when you travel, especially for Black people and for women. And I'm not trying to speak for all women, but I'm just saying a lot of the female travelers and the majority of the group travelers that we have are female really feel a lot more comfortable on our trips than they do in some places they might travel. In the states or in their hometown, so the biggest misconceptions are those that that you can't travel, that there's issues with travel, that there's negativity in most places. Most people in most places are going to be wide open to you, and I think you can say from your experience, as Javon can also, that you're going to find yourself to be very welcome if you come with a welcome heart.
0: Most definitely, I always get questions relating to gender and race and traveling. Like, how do you feel being black? And a woman for Javon, and just being black and I guess American for Jean, Like, how does how has that impacted any of your travel experiences?
2: Well, certainly it has, and that's why we say traveling while black because there are just experiences that you're going to have as a black traveler that other people just aren't going to have. Uh, for example, uh, if you're standing in line uh, for first class, oftentimes you're asked or questioned, um, this is the first class line. (laughs) It's like, yes, (laughs) I'm aware of that. So it's almost like maybe you're mistaken or in the wrong place, where I have never seen another traveler, a white traveler, ask that same question. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so there there are those things. Of course, as you know, the stares that you uh, may get, the question of where are you, you from is a typical question that any traveler will get. Uh, but I think oftentimes we will get that question uh, even more. There is some anxiety, I think, that a lot of people will have in going to other destinations thinking that maybe uh, people feel abroad the same way they feel here. Uh, about a, uh, a black traveler, but you oftentimes are pleasantly surprised that you don't get that um, when you travel abroad. So th- there are positives and negatives to the aspect of traveling while black. And you really just have to understand that you're going to, you know, get those things. Sometimes you're not going to get them all the time. Um, and, and not, I, I always say, travel with a, you're not going to ruin my vacation attitude. <laughs> so if, <laughs> if you're traveling with that, um, then you know you just you you really just keep it moving and and you deal with it and you you move on and you don't make that become the experience of your travels
0: i that's very similar to what i tell people like just like i know i'm black i know what people are like i just have to keep pushing and not let anyone ruin my trip i will still travel safely do what i need to do to make sure like i'm going to be okay but it's not going to deter me from going on another trip or doing something else later.
2: Absolutely. And as a as a female traveler um, traveling the globe, and, and this goes for anybody who's traveling, but I think even more so for women is I, I always say no before you go. You have to know the culture of the destination you're visiting. Um, you should do that kind of research anyway. Know the local customs. Uh, know, you know, what's proper and improper when it comes to dress and attire, especially if you're visiting certain facilities, certain places, especially uh, places that are that are religious. I mean, and, and when I say that, I'm not singling any one religion out because one religion may require that you have a head covering. Another religion may require that you uh don't wear slacks or so i'm not singling one out because there are many religions with many different requirements when you travel and some of those are based on culture some of them are based on religion and some of them are based on a combination of those things so again just knowing the culture doing your research will help you go a long way whether it's just being respectful or keeping you out of trouble either of those two things
1: I also say that safety and security is something that's relative. And I tell most of our travelers that when you're traveling with us, if you want to feel safe and secure, don't leave your brain at home when you go traveling, whether you're traveling in a group or not. The same thing that you take into account if you're in New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, Atlanta, wherever, you should take that into account everywhere else. But also, as Javon stated, just keep in mind those simple basic things that differ when you travel. Maybe you're not as flashy with your money or whatever. We get really weird when we get overseas and we get foreign money in our hands. One lady said it's it's sort of like monopoly money. Yeah, but you don't (laughs) flash it. It's just like you wouldn't flash tens and twenties at home home. You wouldn't flash whatever liras or euros or whatever pounds when you're in travel. And also, you know, you keep the buddy system when you're going. But I will say, but what we're talking about, I feel in a lot of places, extreme comfort when we go in and we check in and we're staying in these five-star locations. I get more looks or questions or do you belong here type quote-unquote stairs or activities when I'm staying in places in the United States than I do in a lot of places overseas. I find myself feeling more comfortable after a day or two in certain destinations. I leave, but I long ago left my misconceptions about travel at home. We find a lot of our travelers come back with a changed view about the destination and themselves. I've had actually entertainers and other people who have apologized for their comments about Africa or Asia or other people because they based it on a false perception of themselves and that destination and those people. So, you know, travel really expands the mind and it's a great thing to have.
0: Yeah, most definitely. And it looks like we're getting close to the wrap up time. So I want to finish with our final question that we ask in every interview and it's why do you think black women should travel to explore the world
2: to explore yourself there's something else i think a female a black traveler any traveler should do is take a solo trip once in your life it's such a self-discovery and it it erases so many um ignorances uh but It's just the empowerment that you get as a traveler. Um, So I I think that answer really goes to anyone. But I think especially as a a female traveler and as a Black traveler, explore the world and empower yourself um, and just learn. Travel is learning. And it's it's that the entire world is that open book.
1: Yeah, I just want to interject, Javon was stating that the world is a book, and when you don't travel, you're stuck on one page, and that's from St. Augustine, and that's something that just you ought to keep in your mind when you go out and you see the world, because you're expanding your own insight, your own mind, and your own body and soul when you travel.
0: Thank you so much for sharing and doing this interview. I loved hearing all of your stories, learning more about your company. And hearing all the places that you've gone, it sounds like so it was much. all over the world. Thank you so much for having us. Thank
1: you.